Good evening, wanderers and wool gatherers, and welcome to the show. Tonight's episode is 143. That's right, 143 episodes. <clears throat> we're pretty excited about that. Tonight we're hitting you with two big albums. Normally we just take on one, but um, they're coming out hot and heavy right now, so we're doing a couple this week. Got a big one next week. Pretty excited about that. If you like what you see and hear tonight, subscribe, leave a comment, feel free to share this with your friends. Tonight's episode is brought to you by the Kokomo Lantern. It's a journalistic endeavor focused upon the simple principles of eliminating the good and eliminating the shadows in our local community. Head over to kokomolantern.substack.com. Awesome content there. Mr. Patrick Muncie does an amazing job. Check him out. Give him your money. He will appreciate it. Joining me tonight is always the man himself. Let's step inside his mind, Mr. Metalhead Mundy. Step inside into his mind. It's boy band time. It's Metalhead Mundy. There he is. Here I am. There he is. You put up the signal and I come calling. That's the signal I put up? I guess I did. It's the one I want. That's the Chuck D symbol. <laughs> no, wait a minute. That's not right. That's I not figured, right. you know, we're talking about a baseball album, so it's Batman, you know. <laughs> Yours makes more sense. But. Yes, I came a little more prepared. <laughs> um, pretty stoked. The Jays are good this year so far. So um, I've, I think there's big things in store for me. So I'm uh, pretty excited about that. But yeah, we're, we are going to review a baseball record tonight. Who would have thunk it? But um, yeah. Mr. Chuck D loves baseball. And if you know Public Enemy, you've known for years, he's worn a Pittsburgh Pirates hat. And um, he put together a record called We Wreck Stadiums. It's his eighth studio album as uh, Mr. Chuck or Chuck D. And he brings along some big, big, huge friends on this one. And it is a very cool record. We're going to review that one second tonight. And we're also going to be handling the new NF record, Hope came out last week so big show big yeah show. a lot to do a lot to do all right so um anything new mr mundy that you are excited about before we get in uh, into this oh let's talk about ghost for a moment yes i yeah so yeah uh, i guess uh the news leaked that they were releasing an ep i, I think that leaked before it was supposed to so uh, uh, they just kind of leaned into it and like, all right, well, here's what mm -hmm. we're doing. So then we got a video for their cover of the Genesis song. Uh, what is it called? Jesus, He Knows Me. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I always forget the title of that. Like I hear the song in my head. I always forget the title. But but yeah, it's what I love about that is you were so into this song and I'm like, it's a Genesis cover. <laughs> you had no idea. It like, fit. How, it how do you fit not perfectly? Know. I didn't it know does. that. Song. It really does. It fits their like mo perfectly. What they're about, but um, but yeah, I'm like, how do you not know that's a Genesis song? Well, once you listen to Genesis version, it's like, oh my god, this <laughs> sounds exactly like them. But yeah, I yeah. didn't put it together at first, and then when I I didn't know this was going to be all covers, and then mm -hmm. I looked at the sound or the titles, and I'm like, oh my god, they got. This is amazing. So five covers yeah. coming out here. I haven't looked to see what songs they're doing, but I saw they're doing like, well, obviously the Genesis and Motorhead and a couple other bands like, oh, Rush. 
Like, yeah. But no, wait a minute. Though those are not on this one. Okay. So those didn't make this particular one. Okay. Um, well, that's this, fine. That they said they've got these sort of in the can, ready to go, and so that will come right. later. But so I was excited right, to right, see right. they're doing rush, but I don't know. Just an early warning. Like. Just I know. Early warning. That's like my favorite Rush song, just because mm. I'm not a huge Rush fan. I, I like them. I respect them. But um, that I love that song because it was on a compilation that I had when I was a kid. So I've heard it like a million times. So what was that, the compilation? Do you remember? Uh, I do. It was called White Hot. And uh, it's I actually made a playlist of that on my Spotify because you can't the compilation's not on Spotify, yeah. but I made and I used like the the album art and everything, so it's on my Spotify if you want to hear it. <laughs> Fantastic! All right, I got a question here. Are you guys going to discuss the the uh, meeting the masters, Greta Van Fleet? They also released a new song. Weekend. <laughs> And who asked that question? I can't even imagine who might be a Greta fan. And have you heard the song? Mother? I have not. It's really good. It is. Um, it just sounds like they stepped straight out of the 70s. These guys hit a time warp yeah. and landed in a different time. Yeah. Um, That's kind of... <laughs> it's already started. Are you ready? <laughs> I did not say that I did not like Rush. I said they are not one of my favorites. No, I... I don't. Rush is, I'm not like foggy level on my Rush <laughs> fandom. Uh, that is so funny though. And you didn't even say you didn't like Dylan. You just said you didn't appreciate his voice. Yeah. So, but for those of you listening who cannot see this, it says, I have beef with Mundy over Dylan, but if he doesn't like Rush, it seems like you should have beef with him too, Foggy, with peace <laughs> and love. <No> <laughs> Uh, I appreciate yeah. Rush. That's like that's my uncle's favorite band. Like I, I grew up listening to them. They're just not my favorite band. Nope. It doesn't have to be. Just like tonight, uh, we never would have done NF if I didn't bring it forward because NF is not your thing. But you, like me, when you bring something I'm not new, we're willing to take a gamble and sure. listen and review what we see or what we hear. Yeah. So that's how this show works. So, um, did we have one more? No. So, basically, next week, Metallica. Yes. Really excited about that. Yes. The week after that is, I believe, Smashing Pumpkins, um, Autumn, and we should have our big interview um, coming up, which we'll have more information on that. Moving yeah. Forward. So, lots of cool stuff. Let's jump in. Um, NF Hope, the new record, 13 songs. And I saw somebody complaining, what, two years, only 13 songs? Only? This is standard fare. You know, 10 to 12, 13 is probably yeah. standard for most records. So I'm not sure what people were complaining about. Well, I guess uh, in this you know age of digital music and whatever, you know, that's the dominating uh, delivery method of music. It, it's... Mm you can do whatever you want. Like there's no limit, I guess, to how much you can release. But yes, when we were coming up, you know, a CD was normally, it was like 75 minutes or so, mm -hmm. or 80 minutes or something like that. So you were limited to what you could do. And, you know, any physical media, you're going to have limits on the space that you could take up. So, mm -hmm. but 13 songs, I mean, that's, pretty average really yeah for, i would think so yeah full-length album and i feel like too you don't feel cheated 
Um, and, and if anything, like I, I was telling Monday off air, um, I felt like it maybe stuck around a little too long in a few spots, but I know a lot of people will disagree with me on that. And I am a fan, so not hating. Don't hate me, people. Um, but let's jump in. So this album, I believe, is a turn, it seems, from okay. where he has been, what he has uh, sung about, all of the things that have traumatized him throughout his life, his pains, his struggles. This feels like we're, we're not cured or whatever, but we've hit a turning point. And um, it starts with the first song, Hope. And um, what do you think about this one as an album opener? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. Uh, I, I mean, it, it does pretty a pretty decent job of setting the tone, especially lyrically. Um the the music i mean it's it's i i it, i can't even say that it all sounds similar it really doesn't i mean it all kind of fits in the same pocket but it's different enough that you know the music kind of catches your ear but definitely lyrically this is a absolute tone setter and i think it functions as a pretty decent opener what i think is interesting it's like it, the first part of the song, I'm not sure how far in it goes, maybe um, maybe a minute, minute and a half, but it, it almost sounds like it's just kind of an intro track. Mm -hmm. Like, because he's literally talking about introing his new album mm -hmm. and all of this. And then it kind of flips the script a little bit and goes into like an actual song. So I don't, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. He didn't separate those. Um, I, I think I know what you're saying too. It's almost, the song is almost built in, it's almost like three songs because you started off with this little simple piano, yeah, you yeah. know, it's simple. And then you've got like a little violin kind of a ticking sound going on. Then the cellos come in and then it builds. Then we get to the second part of it where we've got this kind of big intense orchestra thing. And then, you know, it falls back again. Um, I don't know. Um, I felt like it felt like it was a three part song. I think it does uh, lead into this record perfectly. Uh, it sets the tone for hope. One of the cool things is, uh, you know, when two records ago, The Search, and he says in one of the songs, he's searching for the map to hope. Okay. And so it's almost like the, he set the tone for it already. And then we get to okay. this video, and what does he find? A map <laughs> in the song Hope. So that could not have been by happenstance. You know, he had to right. have done that. And so then you've got like two versions of himself. You've still got the one where he's wearing all black, the negative, the burdens, the pain, you know, all of that hanging around, misdirecting him and everything. And then he's wearing the white where he is, I guess, the hope. And then, um, then he falls into the mansion, of course, which the mansion is basically, I guess, another way of saying his mind, right? He's got all these different compartments all these different rooms in his mind that hold his fears and his burdens and all that kind of stuff and each one of those rooms has one of his previous albums in it but he's got the key to get out which i think sets the tone for we are turning a corner to hopefulness and so yeah i when we we had talked about the video mm -hmm. on a show or two ago and uh, i said there like i i really like 
this song is is pretty cool like the i i enjoy the device that he uses where he's kind of arguing with himself and mm -hmm. uh you, you can hear it in the delivery his delivery kind of changes his voice changes a little bit he uses you know a little gruffer with the the mean side and whatever but in the video they did they separated it with the visuals like you know, he, he, it would cut to a different angle. They would do like reverse angles mm. and they would like kind of put effects on his face and kind of, it, it was really neat. It's good device, it, even in the song without the visuals, but the visual really set it apart. Yeah. And I kind of, I wonder, I don't know if you, what, if you've thought about it, but the fact that he's sort of adrift, I wonder if that too is where he is he still hasn't found his place or he hadn't found hope yet. He was adrift. I assume that there's something there. Um, I don't think you do many things like that by chance. So yeah. Yeah. Perfect song. Hope loved it. Second song is another really good song. Second song that was released has a video with it. This one is a little bit more mainstream. I would say a little bit hipper, um, more radio friendly, definitely more mainstream. Um, even though he talks in the song that he's not mainstream, that he, he bucks the trend. He does his own thing. You know, he, um, tracks his own rise to fame, but he didn't do it the way people wanted him to do it. And he sits in the back of the award show and eats popcorn. You know, um, he's not up there with everybody else doing it their way. And yeah. so I like that. I, um, I, I think we get more of this later. That's not as effective as this song. Um, but I like this song a lot. Yeah, I feel like in this one, he's talking a lot about um, <clears throat> substance over style when mm -hmm. he's talking about himself compared to other artists. And, man, <clears throat> sorry, I don't know something's going on with my voice. Um, <clears throat> anyway, and, and he's, you know, kind of talking about like um, uh, his own image and the way people see him and the, you know, image that other artists project and, you know how accurate that may or may not be yeah did you like the song uh i did i did like this yeah. this one it's super catchy there's mm -hmm. a lot of them that are really catchy and this one i think was definitely up there uh that brings us to track three called careful and this one samples tech nine at the beginning it's very much right on with tech nine and then this one he trades verses with Corday, if I said that correctly. <laughs> and um, in the song, they talk about taking risks. And I, while this wasn't my favorite song, I did like it. Um, I think it follows nicely. It's not that middle of the album lull we feel a lot, but it wasn't necessarily my favorite. Um, mm -hmm. It wasn't one of my top five tracks. Yeah, I thought uh, having someone else on the track was... Um, in the grand scheme of this album, I feel like that might've been a little refreshing to hear a different mm -hmm. voice, mm -hmm. uh, which he actually kind of addresses in a later song. So <laughs> I, that was pretty funny, but, um, but yeah, I, because of that, I almost feel like this song could have gone more towards the middle just because of that difference that sets it apart it might have might have helped with the placement in the middle so we don't yeah. have a lull in the middle which i think this album kind of does but we'll get there mm -hmm. yep yep <clears throat> so um so you kind of feel the same that i do but you liked it yeah right? 
Yeah. I, there's nothing on this album that I hate. I just, yeah. NF is not my guy. So it's like, I, I like him a lot more in small doses. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, he's got a very unique, I mean, everybody said, well, he sounds like Eminem. Well, eh, if you really listen to him, yes he really no. doesn't. Yeah. There's some similarities, but I don't think he sounds like, but he's got a unique voice that I think could push people away. I mean, it is different than, a, it's going to be certainly different than what we talk about in a little bit. I mean, uh, when you're talking about old school Chuck, um, you know, very different, but interesting yeah. in his own way. And, yeah. and his message is cool. And that brings up the next song, which I absolutely love, Mama. And um, I guess you could say it's a follow-up um, to uh, How Could You Leave Us? And that one, I don't know if you've listened to that one, Monday, but it talks about growing up and his mom is on drugs and all kinds of, but anyway, it's heartbreaking. And he's basically parts of the song, just like breaking down crying. I mean, it's, it is a rough song. And um, this one, he's come to grips with that. And now he has forgiven her and, you know, he hopes, you know, she's happy wherever she is. She's in heaven. She's happy. And um, one of the cool things is on one of the tracks on a, it's a Nate, I believe is the track. And he says, um, skip to skip to track four. That's a really sad one. Speaking about how could you leave us? And this one is also song track four, four. Yeah. on the track, which is nice little connection, I think. Um, yeah. And, and really cool. But I love that if he's going to be about hope and he's about change, this one shows the most change of anything to forgive his mother after growing up the way he did yeah um the sentiment definitely comes through in this song um it's you know it's a it's pretty song (laughs) um i you know of course i don't have all the background on him that you know you are familiar with but i that doesn't mean these songs don't work you Mm know i i um this song this song and the next song they i mean you know i i know to each their own. These two songs have a lot of God stuff in them. That's not really like kind of pulls me out of it, but, um, but it is effective. This song is definitely effective. He's getting the message across that he, he wants to about his mother and where he's at, you know, dealing with everything that he went through with her. So, you know, it works. Yeah. Um, So that does bring us to happy. which there's so much about this song that I love. And I I really like the video too. It was, it was pretty strong. And so it's interesting that the song is called hope and we feel like he's turning the corner and the song is called happy yet. It's not really happy. Like now we've almost taken a step back to where he's happy living in his agony, watching his self-esteem go up in flames acting yeah. like I don't care what everyone thinks. I just think it shows that no matter how much progress you make, there's always that little bit in the back. It's the the character wearing black in the in the video, that nagging at your back that he can't quite get away from. And sometimes you just want the comfort of living what you know, which is in this case, living with his agony. And um, so I love that he sings about that. I think this is just a fantastic song. Yeah, um, this one, parts of it uh, really touched me. I mean, it talks a lot about self-esteem and, you know, I've, I've had self-esteem issues throughout my life. And, um, you know, it touches on 
caring what others think about you, mm -hmm. you know, acting like you don't, but it really does affect you. And I've been all over the spectrum with that. Like, you know, now as a 46 year old man, like I, I, if people don't affect my life on a day-to-day -day basis, like I really could not care less what they think. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. but you know, people that are close to you, of course you care what they think. So, yeah. you know, it's just, I, I could, I could feel a lot of that, you know, I could identify with a lot of that. Yeah. I, I really like that. He says he's too proud to open up and ask you, um, because he needs help to get out of this the hole he's trapped in. He says, the truth is I need help, but I just can't imagine who I'd be if I was happy. I'll be right. somebody totally different. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that has a little bit to do with when he talks about giving up his burdens. Um, and he can't really do that either. So there's something to be said there too. You know, when he, when he mentions who he would be, if he was happy, that's a common theme in art of any mm -hmm. kind. I mean, yeah. you know, music, comedy you know it's it's almost a cliche that the best comedians have the have the biggest yeah. demons you know and uh anything actors writers poets you know visual artists of any kind it's all you know i it, it's almost I, I i mean cliche is the word it's it's just i don't know how else to describe it it's you know it, it, if they were happy it, it, they feel like they would lose their muse like you know mm -hmm. so yeah it's an interesting topic yeah well very thoughtful song um and it's catchy as hell too mm. um and he sings like on that song he definitely sings a little bit more than he does on, there's like three or four where he does some more singing on this one rather than yeah. just the rapping and it's kind yeah. of a nice touch that i really liked so he goes from that and then we go back to more hard-hitting pandemonium um is a pretty hard hitting jam. It's good. Uh, claims, um, you know, he's about feeling validated as an artist and as a person mm -hmm. and the way he's doing thing. Um, very cool song. I liked it a lot. Um, what'd you think? Um, I just didn't think it was deep. I'll just go yeah. throw that in there. Nothing yeah. deep here. Just a good jam. It's kind of where I started losing interest a little bit. I think this is the one though. This is the one where like the music came in pretty hard, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, so that I did like that, but I <laughs> yeah, this is where I kind of started zoning out a little bit. Yeah, I I kind of feel the same there. And then the next one, uh, suffice, and it it's softer. It's not as hard as pandemonium, but we're talking about again, you know, um, where he is because of music and and music. Um, he, he puts his all into it. It's about him making the music he wants to get. So we're kind of repeating ground that we've talked about, but it's not as interesting to me as it was in some other songs. So this one is that slog in the middle for me that I didn't yeah. feel was totally necessary. Uh, same. I'm right there with you. I, I really don't have much to add to that. I'm pretty, pretty right on. <laughs> all right. Nailing it. Uh, next one is a cool. I, I'll tell you why I like this one. Um, well, first of all, I thought I was listening and it stops and then it starts and then it stops yeah. and goes back. And I thought, what the hell? I'm not listening to a record. Why is this skipping? <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, but then what I guess that I kind of like about it is in, in, especially with Eminem and some of the ones that he's done before, when they have a female singer on there, it's usually for the big chorus moment mm -hmm. to bring that catchy chorus home. But in this one, 
she sings a verse before they sing a chorus together. And I thought yeah. that was really interesting that, yeah. that they approached it that way. And she did a really nice job. I wasn't aware of who she was. I had to go back and figure out who she was at the time. But I know she traveled with some big bands like Maroon 5 and um, Keith Urban, people like that. She opened okay. for them. So she's kind of a legit deal. And um, But yeah, I, I, I liked it quite a bit. I didn't love it, but I did appreciate her on this. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a really decent breakup song and yes, again, the, having the female voice on there kind of, you know, breaks it up a little bit, kind of, you know, he, he is so much in all of these songs, which obviously it's his album. That's not what I mean, but I mean, in the songs, he is so much like he, 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 pack so much into his song it's almost nice to get a break from him for a minute and so that was really effective in this song i mm. did not like the jarring stop start thing I don't know it, it it yeah it really kind of took me out of it because i don't know i i guess it works but it, it just kind of took me out of it. it it just it feels like whatever you're listening on is malfunctioning so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I felt too. And it took me a yeah. second. Um, and I, so I actually went on the thing and I pushed it forward just to see if it picked up again yeah, to make yeah. sure I didn't, yeah, yeah. And I had to go back. But um, other than that, nice song. Uh, the next song, Bullet, is sung to his wife, Bridget, um, that he would take a bullet for her. She's perfect just the way she is. Yeah. And um, I followed her. I still follow her. She used to post a ton on Instagram. She's a real fitness guru, you know. And so then she started posting lots of stuff about their child. Um, she seems like a really good person, you know. And um, it's nice. He's given her props because she's had to deal with a lot with him, according to what you know we know about him. And he even says yeah. it in here. He's he is a lot a lot of the times. Not a great husband, yeah. um, you know. But she stood by his side, and he would take a bullet for her. So that song has a nice sentiment. I didn't love it musically as much, but I definitely liked what he was saying. Yeah, same. Uh, you know, wife appreciation song. So I thought it was interesting to go from Gone to this, to have, to have a breakup song into, you know, a wife. my wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of an interesting choice. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's same. Like, you know, the lyrics are good. It's you know, the sentiment he's expressing is that's wonderful. And, but yeah, it's kind of a so-so song. Yep. Uh, the next song, Turn My Back. Um, I like this because it, you know, like a lot of other rappers do, they give props and they shout out to, mm -hmm. you know, other artists. And he does that a lot here. People who have influenced him. Um, you know, even he mentioned Eminem, even though Eminem is kind of poked right. fun at him before mm -hmm. so that's kind of cool and then um he you know he gives them props but then says you know what i'm going to turn my back on anyone who tries to shut me down for the way i do my business or you know how i am as an artist so um didn't love it musically as much but i did like the the message again i'm right there with you i don't really have much to add there Dang, that's we pretty much exactly <laughs> that's pretty much exactly where I was with this one. This one and the next song, I just I didn't really have a ton to say. So. The reason I like the next song a little bit, Mistake, yeah. is we, we change tempo again and we go back to softer and we got the dramatic uh, piano. We got the slow strings kicking in. And um, I guess it, we're just kind of on a journey. Um, here he talks about like you know how he feels less than mm -hmm. as a person yeah. sometimes. Yep. Um, but again... 
that can be repetitive. That message can be, but I think the way that he did it here, it worked better because we had a, a couple of harder songs before and you know, this one was pretty mellow. I liked it. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Yeah. I don't yeah. sweet. We got a, yeah, we got a year. <laughs> um, the next one, let him pray. And they are praying for his downfall. Yeah. And, um, it's got some weird kind of almost slowed down sounds at the beginning that are kind of strange to bring us into this. And then he starts singing about people rooting against him and he just keeps getting better and better. They can pray for his downfall, but he's just going to keep improving as he has been so far. And um, as a penultimate song on the record, I like it a lot. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, this one, it felt good. Uh, you know, just listening to it, the music kind of felt good. Um I don't know. I feel like there's a fine line between pumping yourself up and like too much bravado. Yep. It didn't really feel like false bravado in any way, but there's a fine line between like, you know, oh, get myself ready and I'm awesome and both. And then like just too much. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Um, and that does bring us to the last one. So we got to talk about this as an album closer um what did you think did you feel like it was a, a good closer to the record i thought it was a great closer this is probably one of my favorite songs on the album um it's pretty you know moving and emotional and i it kind of just you know this whole thing he's he's kind of on this journey of working on himself and improving himself and Sometimes, honestly, for me, it got a little, you know, a little whiny, little, <laughs> like I said, he packs so much into every song that it, mm -hmm. it was a little overwhelming at times. Um, and I'm all for, you know, becoming a better person and wanting to be a better person. But some, I mean, if you're just drilling on that for 13 songs, like it, it's a lot sometimes. But uh, I, I really thought this put a lot of closure on that and kind of left us in a decent place. Yeah, I, I, I think exactly as you said, it it definitely wraps up like we're on a journey. Mm -hmm. And so the journey has been records long. But through this record, we've been we've seen the ups and downs. And this one, he's he's getting to the end and saying, you know, it's time to let that go. And, and it's hard. You can't let it go. And I'm sure it's going to keep bubbling up, but it's time to let that go. And um, I can keep healing. And I thought what was really cool as a, as a closer is that ends with I'm done. <laughs> yeah. So's the record. We're all done. Yeah. Here. Um, so that was a, a really cool way. So I think he, his opening track, ending track were perfectly chosen. Maybe we could have adjusted some in the middle, but man, opener and closers were great. Yeah, I agree. All right. So, Mr. Mundy, let's hear a rating. Would you listen again? Uh, maybe, or if I know you're never going to listen to this record from beginning to end again, <laughs> is there any song that you might think about putting on to a playlist of some kind? Cause you do a lot of playlists. Um, not really. I don't, I honestly, I don't really have any hip hop playlists. I started a while ago, a long time ago, actually to make kind of an old school hip hop, mm -hmm. but I mean like old school, like eighties, mostly eighties mm -hmm. hip hop, but, um, and I just kind of abandoned that. So I don't really have a hip hop playlist to put any of this on. <laughs> um, 
but uh yeah there's i mean the opener and closer i i really liked um motto i think is pretty awesome um bullet i liked you know the music and stuff so there's a few here and there um i nf is not my guy he's just not uh, it's i missed the boat when he first came out and like that's what I told you. I like, I wish T-Bags was here because I know he's like total NF fanboy and it would have <laughs> been awesome to hear his perspective on this. But um, it's not, the dude is obviously talented. He knows what he is doing. He's got an amazing flow. It's just, the, it, it's just a little much for me. So um, three out of five for me is kind of, you know, I'm probably not going to go back to this a ton, but I do. I enjoy his videos. Mm-hmm. So and he's not put out a video that I've seen that I didn't enjoy. And so and I mean, I, I'm not going to love that video and hate that song. So, right. You know, he's doing pretty well for me there. And that's kind of where I like that is in those small doses. So. Yeah. Yeah, I love that his videos are thoughtful and there's lots to pick apart. That's always yeah, fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah. a, a performance video is always fine, but there's just something special about something that has little hints and you know Easter eggs in there for you to find. So, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to go um, probably four out of five. Um, I like this one a lot. I don't know that I liked it as much as The Search. I will say it was better. Um, do I think it was better? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> uh, therapy sessions, I think it was better than that. Um, I don't know. Clouds, better. Yeah. Anyway, it was good. Four out of five. And I will definitely listen again. I'm not going to listen beginning to end. There are a couple of songs in the middle that, that are lulls for me that drag this this down. But um, I loved Hope. I loved Motto. Uh, Mama and Happy were amazing. I thought Pandemonium hit pretty hard. And then uh, Running was just absolutely amazing. So, um, yeah, four out of five. And I will definitely listen to parts of it again. All right. Boom. So uh, the next record is seamless into this because they're almost <laughs> identical. Yeah. Voices are the same. Since, you know, it, it's kind of interesting, too, if you listen back to back. The music in NF and in newer music compared to an old school vibe is yeah. so vastly different. Yeah. And uh, we're talking about Chuck D, We Rec Stadium. So I'm just going to give you the quick snippet here because it, it works better than me trying to think about this off the top of my head. It says Public Enemies Chuck D proudly presents his ode to the great American pastime baseball. It's a collection of songs that were originally written as MLB TV promos. We Rec Stadium pays homage and salute to some of baseball's greats and the undeniable impact they've had on the game and the world. So I think that sums it up the best. And man, I didn't know what to expect. When you think about, there are a lot of albums dedicated to a sport, right? song for song, but man, what a surprise. This was was fantastic. Uh, Yeah, I agree. I am not a huge baseball guy, but... This really is, you know, in my ballpark. Heyo, um, boom! Because it, I mean, first of all, it's Chuck D, so you know, can't go wrong there. But um, 
a lot of it has like the a classic hip hop feel with obviously modern production and all of that. Um, but I was a little worried when you, you know, presented this to the group and you're like, Hey, Chuck D's got a new one. It's all about baseball. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, but man, it, this album is so good. And it, a lot of this stuff hits, in my sweet spot with baseball because mm-hmm. it's all about like classic baseball and yep. which is, you know, stuff. I remember some of these guys, some of it obviously was before my time, but I've seen highlights of this stuff. And my dad was a huge baseball fan. So lifelong Cubs fan. So one of my favorite memories with him is <laughs> him living long enough to see the Cubs win a world series. So you know, and I watched game seven with him and all that. So, um, but, uh, yeah, so yeah, I, a lot of this is just, I'm not a huge baseball fan, but this is in my wheelhouse of my limited fandom. Yeah. Awesome. So the first track, um, and we can just kind of hit the highlights. We don't necessarily have to go through track by track, but, um, the first one, definitely we wreck stadiums because, it features Raheem, Kid Creole, and DMC. So yeah. we got heavy hitters on this one. And um, it just sets the tone, man. It, it takes you back to, um, it has that old school feel. Chuck starts off and he's got that booming voice. It has a really sweet groove. And um, I the, I didn't even know there was video to it until after. And then I saw the video Ooh, a little bit later. Cruising I, to the stadium and I will watch that. I've not yeah. seen that. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, crazy good, bouncy beat, love it. Um, DMC's verse is really mm-hmm. awesome in this. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite part of this song, um, which I, you know, I love Run DMC, but yep. yeah, Daryl's verse in this was so good. And they were, you know, all they're all very different, but yeah. they all sounded great together on on the records or on yeah. the song, so couldn't go wrong there but it's a great opener that is the opening track and it brings you right into the vibe of baseball and we're at the ballpark and uh the next one is called the cobra and it's about mm-hmm. dave parker yeah and um this one got a little bit more funky which i mm-hmm. love we brought in some horns we got a cool 70s vibe which got obviously that fits mission impossible mm-hmm. nice yeah that's a so great cool. sample yeah, and then uh, and it's got these cool organ work. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just another a- absolutely amazing song, and it's just funny because I was listening to these back to back. Man, this is so different from NF. Same genre, yeah. but yeah, could yeah. not be any more different. Yeah, I, I mean, I my notes were exactly the same. The Mission Impossible beat, mm-hmm. the horns, the organ, it all worked so well. And it's just there's so many songs. There's a few songs on this that are about specific people or events and mm-hmm. they're all great because they're just history lessons yep what and i mean the love and the knowledge that chuck d has about this stuff is i mean it comes out and you can see it mm-hmm. or hear it yeah. i guess <laughs> <laughs> i can see it in my mind uh the next uh, i think we can go to the next one, warning track and um this one was the i think the first one that started that had the actual game audio which mm-hmm. was kind of cool to bring you in with some yeah. game audio and it mm-hmm. had a deep 
slow beat, this uh, awesome bass groove. So it was different than the last one with the horn work and all of that. And his flow on this one, describing plays in baseball, his flow was just so good. Um, just took you right into the game. That was called Warning Track. Yeah, I like the idea of the the title. I mean, if you're a baseball fan, obviously you know what the warning track is. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, as the ball is hit and it's going deep, you, you know, you approach the warning track and you know you're about to hit that wall or the ball's going to go out or whatever. So a lot of cool, yeah, and definitely his lyrics, a lot of cool visuals in this song that he gets across in his lyrics. Uh, can't stop the Charlie hustle talking about old Pete Rose. And it's yeah, clear buddy. here. I don't know where anybody stands on this, but Chuck clearly thinks Pete Rose should be in the hall of fame. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. It, it's, I, I get why he he's been excluded, but I think, I don't know, man. It, it's almost like enough is enough. I think he's, he has been, he has shown contrition. He's he's been a little obstinate and you know kind of combative at times. But I mean, come on. <laughs> Are they going to wait until he passes away? I, and yeah, I feel like which... I feel like if he ever gets in, it's going to be that, and that's just going to be mm -hmm. a damn shame. But um, but yeah, so you know, Pete Rose obviously when I was a kid was you know on. Uh, another level and that my dad was a big pete rose fan so i really like this song yeah. there's a lot of this album that i wish i could play for my dad and mm -hmm. for anyone listening who doesn't know my dad passed away in 2020 so um but yeah i mean just he's such a baseball fan and loves you know the history and i feel like he would have really dug this yeah i think any baseball fan ought to pull it out and anybody who grew up in the 70s yeah. at least 60s 70s 80s you're going to get a lot of the uh the vibe from this and uh you'll get the references and a lot of them yeah uh, the next song was probably my favorite one on the record especially the sentiment because we're getting to that age where we're seeing our heroes pass away and uh, it's called hard to see my baseball cards move on and of course they're moving on to that big game in the sky yeah and um just about the, his heroes dying it's slower um, we've got some kind of cool guitar work on this one and um, just, I don't know, really heartfelt, cool groove, great vocals. And we got more name dropping, things like that with mm -hmm. the knuckleball of Phil Necro and stuff. So um, just a cool song. Yeah, I had told you before that, like, I just the metaphor that's the title. Mm -hmm. it, I, I, I love that absolutely love that and the way yeah i mean the whole song is just name after name after name of all these baseball heroes who have passed on and you know maybe playing an all-star game somewhere <laughs> mm -hmm. so yeah it's pretty cool pretty good one yeah the next two are I, I feel like are kind of similar towers of power and ferguson jenkins because they come out of this slower more you know somber song and they're a lot mm -hmm. faster we got this the tempo's picking up again we got horn yep. sections going which is really cool we get some actual game audio and uh, chuck's rhyming a lot of players names and some old school scratching going on and we get a little harry carey sound by and the uh, ferguson jenkins one. yeah so that's pretty cool the towers of power was awesome i mean it mm -hmm. is about the 1971 all-star mm -hmm. game and specifically i 
love, 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 love the chorus of this, where he's talking about Reggie Jackson mm-hmm. hitting the home run and it goes up and hits the transformer on the light tower. And yep. uh, so good. So great. And yeah, the Ferguson Jenkins was, um, you know, I, I was looking at him, looking at his stuff and, you know, they all play for several teams. It's almost no one has their entire career somewhere, but he obviously was, uh, you know, big with the Cubs, like uh, Chuck talked about them having a statue of him. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, it's always great to hear Harry Carey. I grew up with that. My, you know, my dad was a Cubs fan, so I heard him all my life. So, cool yeah. to hear and, Harry. Yeah, anybody loves Cubs. There's all kinds of references to the Ivy and all kinds of things. So if you're a Cubs fan, this is a great song for you. And next one is Get It Right. This is about uh, the Brooklyn Dodgers playing at Ebbets Field. And um, another audio soundbite. And when it's Get It Right, I assume we're talking about uh, black players entering the game, being it was Brooklyn Dodgers back then. Um, It was hard to get a grasp of exactly where this one Mm -hmm. was going. Uh, yeah, same. I, I, I didn't look up the lyrics. They weren't readily available on Spotify. Yep. So I, I couldn't find them, them either. Yeah. I didn't look them up. So I, I was trying to pay attention, but I, yeah, it's same. I wasn't sure exactly where we were going with this one. Uh, the next one is the amazing Willie Mays featuring the net Isles, And, um, what a great song. There's some great play on words. Cool groove. We got the horns back. I love that. That yep. vibe from the 70s, um, kind of going back to the blues and, and jazz and coming forward. It was uh, an excellent song. And I loved his wordplay with uh, Will He Amaze Ya. Yeah. <laughs> Willie Mays. That's so great. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, his rapping was totally on point on this one. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. And I, this song is all about the trumpet for me. So yep. good. So <laughs> yeah, good. I put trumpet solo on there because that was yep. really cool. Um. Sun is running out. A Wally Moon is coming in. So we got keyboard intro. It's mellow. It's slower. You know, this guy was the rookie of the year in 54. All-star guy, gold glove. I'm not sure. And he names all these other people that aren't in the hall. Is he trying to say, talk about players who should be in the hall? Was that the whole message of the song? That would be my guess. Um Again, I just couldn't find that lyric, so I couldn't really dig in to see. Yeah, and also, I think um, if that's the case, the title makes a lot of sense, or the first mm-hmm. part anyway, because it says, you know, the sun is running out, so mm-hmm. maybe like the sun is setting on all of these players who may be forgotten or already are forgotten, largely. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, bummer. I wish we could have had the lyrics, but... yeah. Um, the, the, I think that's the next song is the last one, ESPN Sunday Night Baseball theme. Yeah, I had no idea what this was. I saw the title and mm-hmm. I was like, huh, so that's just gonna <laughs> be like some little instrumental sting theme, you know? And, and uh, no, that's apparently he does the theme for that, that show, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he nails it. I mean, it's yeah. it's in and out, it's 51 seconds long, yeah. great rap, cool bass. And then we got some sound bites kind of interspersed throughout there. But yeah. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure what to expect. And then, and I didn't know the time. So I'm listening and it's like, what? <laughs> it's yeah. over. Well, uh, that's what I did see the time. And I was like, huh, 
that that yeah <laughs> and i don't watch baseball so i had no idea that he did that theme song so you know yeah awesome he knew the assignment <laughs> very very cool so that is it that is every song on that record um god just every time i hear new chuck i'm just like come on give me some more chuck but I'm glad we got that one because that one came out of left field. I did not know that was even coming out. Yeah. And um, because I always, most of my stuff is, you know, public enemy stuff. So, yeah. Well, I I likely would not have stumbled on to that if you hadn't found it. So I'm glad you did because there's some really great songs on there and, you know, made me think about my dad. So, when? For it. In the win column. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm I'm gonna give it a four out of five. Um, the only Same. thing better could have been a yeah boy from uh, from <laughs> my boy Flavor. Where, where's oh, wait a minute? Hold on. I forgot. Flavor's gonna join us on the show today. <laughs> Let's put him up here. He can he can be with us forever in perpetuity. That's, that's, <laughs> isn't that great? I could not pass that up the other day when I saw it. Nice. But I don't know. All right. Well, anyway, so yeah, I like it. And I'm going to keep listening. I'm listening again today and really not even to get ready for the show, just to listen again today. Yeah. I, there's a few songs on here that um, I will definitely be going back to. And I don't, the thing, I mean, it's only like a half hour long, so I might just yeah. listen to the whole thing every once in a while. So yeah, it's very, it true. just, it, and it, it, it feels good. Mm-hmm. It's not, none of this is, really down in the dumps even like i guess the quote-unquote sad song you know about the your baseball cards moving on the Mm -hmm. players dying even that's not really a downer like it's it's celebrating those players you know yep so all right well that is the show and um i just got a message on my device and i don't have a cord here that it is going to go to sleep on me (laughs) so we're gonna have to end this show or we're gonna run out and it's never gonna end so next week metallica be ready for that you can find metalhead monday on instagram at metalhead monday you can find me at foggy's pal you can find this show all over the place but i'm not gonna name them because we'll run out of time and this show will never end so i'm gonna end it right now and we will see you all next time Bye, guys.